Minding Your Own Business, helping businesses overcome problems and improve performance with Graham Knight and Richard Forkan. Podcast number five, Measurable Marketing. I love this one, Graham, because nobody who calls themselves a marketing guru ever ever really manages to be, to be able to tell me exactly how they measure what they do. But there are ways of doing it. All the results. There? All the results. And not, without, without knocking the entire marketing fraternity, they sort of run away from the measurement bit, don't they? When you say to them, okay, I've spent X million on marketing, what's it given me? They'll, they'll talk to you about, well, you know, it's all about branding and it's all about subliminal. But I, I really want to know what it's doing for me in detail, to be honest. But going back to before you start marketing the thing you really need to understand is what it is you're trying to tell the market isn't it and what are your usps and that's always an interesting conversation with a business owner what 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 is it that you're doing that makes people come to you rather than the business down the street yeah it's it's multifaceted isn't it i think a lot of people that get into marketing certainly the small business end the marketing for large companies like the worldwide brands is completely different to what i faced as a business owner myself you know, for me, it's more about what do I need to do to reach the people that I want to sell to and how do I measure whether what I'm doing is actually generating that return. Absolutely. So keep it simple, really. You know, KISS approach, keep it simple, stupid. So most people, when you go and talk to business owners, it's all about cost. It's how much does it cost? And then you need to flip it the other side and say, well, actually, what's the return going to be? Because if you said to a business owner, it's going to cost you a thousand pounds a month for pay per click. They would probably say, "I'm never going to pay a thousand pounds a month for pay per click." But if they got ten thousand extra business out of that, then they probably feel a bit more disposed towards it. And not all these things have to be spent all at once. So I think for me, it's all about saying, "Okay, so who's the target audience you're trying to reach? What's the message you're trying to reach? What's the service?" Why would they buy from you? It's all those types of things. Almost as if you're looking from the other end of the telescope and imagining you were at the other end and what would you would need to see before you'd be disposed towards buying the service or the product. So I think it's made to be, as you see, a bit of an art form. But these days with so much digital marketing, a lot of the stuff that you do on marketing can be measured. You know, whatever activity you choose to connect with your audience, you can measure the effectiveness. You can measure e-shots and how many people opened it and how many people clicked through into the website and what pages they looked at on the website and how many pages they navigate and how much time they spent. So there's a lot more intelligence than there was around 10 years ago where things were more hard copy. What did people read? Did they read it? What did they do with it? So there is a lot of information there, but it's a case of trying to present that data in such a way that gives you confidence that spending more money is going to increase that return. And of course, uh, initially, all you get from marketing is a lead. So a pay-per-click is a click to your website. That doesn't necessarily mean that people will then engage and create an inquiry from you. That depends on how good the website is and how well it performs and how navigable it is and how many lines people have to go down before they get to the information they need and so on. Like so it is quite a complex subject. It, it's, it's difficult to measure everything about everything. Yeah. But if you if you don't try and measure things then i'm not sure you're ever completely sure what you're spending money on and what the return on that investment is i quite enjoy the um conversations and initial engagement around why your customers buy from you 
So whatever it is the company's doing, why are customers giving them money for whatever the product or service is? And that's always an interesting conversation with a boardroom full of directors or a single owner or whatever. When you ask them to articulate what it is they're doing that is causing the market to come to them, how much of a different story you'll get. Either you'll get two or three people who are involved in running a business or have two or three views that are completely different, or occasionally you'll have someone who's running a business who doesn't really know. They just know that if they put this out there, people buy it, but don't really know why, which is obviously a a road to ruin because at some point somebody's going to improve on what you're doing and and you'll be wiped out. So it's, it's, it's always an interesting conversation to get somebody to think hard about what is your USP or your unique selling point. Why is the market coming to you? Why are you selling so much or, or not as much as you want to of what you're doing? And once you start to analyse that, you can work out what the messaging should be to your target market, who your target market should be, and then finally how you transport, in inverted commas, that message to the target market to hit home the message that you need to come to me to buy this service or this product. But by drilling it down into the, the component parts and understanding each bit and then building up from it, you can get, as you say, quite a decent plan together and then take it to somewhere where you can apply marketing effort to it and then start measuring it. But as we spoke to spoke about in our last podcast, it, you can start to see what marketing is doing for different lines of services you offer or different products you offer if you're measuring what you're doing and understanding what you're doing. But a lot of this is going on blind in companies we speak to sometimes, isn't it? Where they're, where they're not watching what they're doing, they're throwing money at marketing and, and you know, hopefully it will turn into sales. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the old sort of saying is, you know, whatever you measure gets better. I mean, it's not always true, but, yeah. but at least the principle, I think, is true. And I, I've stopped using USP as much. I mean, people understand what USP is, but I think these days it's very difficult to be unique. Yeah. So, but it is important to understand what your differentiation is. Yeah. So as long as you can differentiate between your competitors to explain to people why they might use you rather than use them, yeah. then you're clear at least about the differentiation that you bring. Uh, it might be price, it might, might be, you might be more expensive, but you might provide a better service or you might provide a customer portal or whatever. But at least you're clear about what you charge and why you charge it and why you're different, what makes you different. And even asking your current customers, I mean, we all get a bit overwhelmed with these automatic things. If you open a ticket on a, on a, um, a portal from, from any, any supplier, immediately you get, what's your experience, trust pilot, how many X's? And we all think, oh, you know, not another one of those. But they are at least trying to see how many times they get five or four or what the reason was. Because if you go out to all your customers and they consistently mention these things then you should be thinking about bringing that into your marketing because that's what your clients are telling you you're really good at, even though you may not yourself think that's your key differentiation. But if your customers are telling you that, then that's what you should be telling potential customers that you're telling that. And equally, they might point to things that you could improve on, which which again is, is good intelligence because that shows you where you need to step up. So even things that used to take place, like customer feedback surveys, and it's very difficult to get people to fill these in, so people have stopped doing these on an um, annual basis now. Uh, they, they maybe do this on a continual basis, like I say with Trustpilot. But without some sort of measurement as to um, what people think of you, then how would you be reassured that you're doing the right thing or, or what you might need to change? Yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think the other thing that is worth tracking is where new customers have found you. 
depending on um, the number of leads you're getting in a month or a, or a quarter or a year or whatever, if you're tracking where those clients have found you and you ask a new client, you know, thank you very much for your business, where did you hear about us? Most of the time you'll find that the, the best route to get a new customer is via a referral. So if you can keep your current customers happy, which is doing a lot of the things you just talked about, that will get you new business. But you can get your customers to tell you they found you on Google or they read about you or they saw your sign writing on the side of a van or whatever. But it'll start to give you a feel for what you're doing that's working. Yeah. And then obviously you can in, in, invest more money in the thing that's working and not so much in the things that aren't. But tracking this data is, is very important for a business if you want to target and get a good return on your investment and just spraying money around on various marketing activities and hoping it works, which appears to be what's going on in a lot of business, isn't a really cost-effective way, obviously, of, of, of getting new business through the door. No, I mean, I, I, there's, there's quite clever ways that you can apply too. I mean, you can um, start these telephone numbers and so you could have... One client I work with, they have a different telephone number for different pages. So if you went to the inquiry page, they'd have a number. But if they if you went from some other page, they would have a different number. So they could measure which pages had caused them to pick up the phone, for example. Yeah. Um, so even that can tell you something about um, where that lead came from, in a sense. So it's, it's, it's different things. There's so much technology out there now which, which can help you understand i mean the routes to market with electronic you know shots for example there's the website there's pay-per-click mechanisms there's organic seo google analytics helps you measure things that to almost go about your marketing without any measurement just just seems to be the wrong wrong answer for me i mean we should be measuring marketing in the same way that we spend every other penny of our overheads in terms of rent and telephone services we should be measuring how much we're spending on marketing and exactly what that's giving us. But also, it's not just the lead, because if the lead is a poor quality and we're not able to convert it, then we need to understand how we get better quality leads. So maybe the website messaging needs to change to show that this is the type of customer that we're after. Because one of the things um, often clients don't do is have a CRM. There's no sort of CRM system, which means they can automate things. They can store all these leads. They can market to those leads with newsletters. They can export or this type of client or this type of client or potential clients. So you can make the messaging very specific. Um, and and that, that means that you can try to, um, to get that contact sphere on a continual basis where you use different techniques to contact those people. Because if, if you had a manual system or some sort of card system or even a black book system, if you have a salesperson and all the contacts are only known to them, if they leave the company, then you've got all that data. It just leaves with them. You have to really start again. So CRM uh, is probably now well regarded as something you have to have. Yeah, absolutely. But many companies I work with still are at that stage where... It's mostly down to spreadsheets, I'd have to say. And that means they don't automate all the knowledge they have as well as they might. The other thing you just made me think of is the, another old school approach to marketing is the white space, where you look at all the different things you're selling in terms of services and products and map that onto the clients you've got. And yeah. Nine times out of ten, you'll find out that you've got X number of clients buying one service and not another that you're offering. Or We're going to cover all of that on the next podcast. Of course, we'll cover well, on the next podcast and, and, and target your marketing into the places where it'll have most effect. Yeah. Because it's, um, you know, the, the, the other thing I was just going to mention, which we'll cover again, is 
it's much, much it should be much easier to hold on to an existing client and grow it than it is to go yeah. out and win a brand new one. But you'd be surprised the number of people that, that are out there spending all their time in a desperate scramble to get new clients through the door whilst neglecting the ones they've got that then walk away. Yeah, and that they still need to be marketed to. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 because not everybody, as you were alluding to, understands everything you do. And you, just because you do this service for people doesn't mean necessarily they would consider you for another service. They didn't realise that's what you did. So yeah. you have to keep telling people. So, so I think most of the books say you can grow your business 20% just by using your current marketing to your current base. And yet everybody spends all their time hunting for new clients when you're thinking, well, there's all this low-hanging fruit here. Therefore, why don't we spend most of the time on that? We're already an improved supplier. Yeah. We're already a known quantity. Yeah. We already know they pay their bills. Absolutely. Why do you go and look for new clients if you could sell more to this client? Yeah. And it's not just selling more to one client it may be that you can extend your penetration in a client which again we come into in the yeah. in the next podcast because it's more about account management and selling but but even those things still need marketing absolutely because you have to go out there and tell those new potential people who you are what you do here's a reference i think the other part of marketing that falls by the wayside is is research looking at competition and working out what's going on in your marketplace and unless you spend time doing that that's when you get eaten up by a competitor who's jumped ahead of you with some kind of new way of doing what you're doing or a cheaper way of doing it or a more efficient way of doing it. And I, I love a bit of plagiarism. You know, if you, if you can yeah. market research and find a better way to do what you're doing, do it. You know, there's, there's, there's thousands of um, examples of companies that are very successful where they've seen something going on in another part of the world or another part of the country and adopted that model because they've seen it work. I mean, classic cases are, are American businesses that have been researched by business owners here and they bring whatever it is back to the UK and start up a, a, a copycat business. And we can think of one of those. I can think of several of those. And, um, and, and away they go. So, you know, unless you're actually spending time researching the market you're in and looking what's going on around you, you're not going to keep up and you're potentially going to miss out on opportunities and at worst get eaten up or, or made irrelevant by somebody who's, who's come along with something that's the next best thing. But I think and the key thing you there you mentioned, though, is, is, is also looking further afield. Yeah. yeah, It's okay looking at your local yeah. competition, but you really need to look at other markets and seeing how they're performing because that, that will give you something that's maybe more innovative yeah. than you're currently seeing in your current marketing. You know, it's almost... Uh, it almost sort of opens your mind to a new way of thinking. Yeah, and it, in the, it's not new anymore, is it? But in a global economy as well, you can find cheaper or, or more efficient ways to do things in your business that might not be based here. Yeah, or the, or, so, or, or the way you do it. You know, or the just, way you do it. Yeah, yeah, or, supp- yeah. or new suppliers. I mean, you know, but suppliers in China have, have been supplying the UK and the US for, for many, many years. But you can see call centres moving around the world following the cheapest labour, you know, going from India to well, Manila to Brazil. Well, because that's what drove the move was the price. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then other things come in like translations and accents yeah. and things like that. So yeah. slowly the price sort of fades against service level and things. So uh, all these things come at a price, sadly. So just to summarise marketing then, you've got to understand what it is you're trying to say to the market, who your market is 
and where are they and what are they buying and you've really got to measure what you're doing or find a way to measure your return on investment so whatever you're spending on marketing don't do it blindly and don't don't just you know throw it out there and hope you've you've got to target it properly and then measure what comes back yeah. and that and that means a sort of regular analysis of where am I getting my leads from where am I getting my new customers from where am I getting my sales from and and try to tally that back into your marketing effort so you know where to put more money and more time yeah. and where to perhaps stop and, and like everything else it's all about measurement if you measure the leads and then leads to opportunities so yeah. that means the lead is qualified so it's the right type of client Therefore, it's worth investing in a quote. Yeah. And then how many quotes you do before you get a conversion. And then if those percentages aren't right, then you need to know what you need to fix. Either the quality's wrong or the sales process is wrong or the qualifications process is wrong. Yeah. But you don't know what to fix if you don't have any, any measurement because you, you, you don't know what the numbers are. There's a bugbear of mine that we'll talk about in another, another podcast with qualification of a lead. Right. And salespeople, which we'll come on to. I think that's the next podcast. Yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting good, debate. Good lead into the next one. Yeah. To get all the episodes of Minding Your Own Business automatically on your favourite podcast app, just click follow or subscribe.